Hello, my friends, and welcome to the Bible in Order, where we are chronologically going through the entire Bible in one year. Today's reading for August 12th is Jeremiah chapters 18 through 22. We begin today with the parable of a potter, someone who works with clay and creates earthen vessels. God tells Jeremiah to go and watch the potter and the same way the potter works with the clay to create a jar and when something goes wrong, he starts over or creates something else. God says, don't I have the right to do what I want with my own creation? Verse 15, yet my people have forgotten me and it caused me to stop and think have I forgotten him I mean of course I haven't I'm still doing this aren't I I'm reading my Bible I'm praying I'm seeking him and yet part of me thinks back to when I was a brand new baby in Christ freshly born again and the love that I had for his word course I had nothing else to compete not that anything can compete but but when you're single and have all kinds of free time you have more and I think when you're so fresh from having been rescued from despair you just love more God, please renew within your people the love that we had at first, the love for your word, the love for you, the love for prayer, the love for viewing the world through the lens that you give us. In chapter 19, Jeremiah is beaten by a priest Asher heard Jeremiah prophesying and he had him beaten and put in stocks for a day because hard-hearted sinners hate the truth and they hate the source of truth whether it's coming from a person or directly from God and of course they cannot put God in stocks they cannot beat God physically. They cannot stand against God, and so they pretend not to believe in him, or they redefine him to match their criteria, which is a breaking of the commandment. they're, They're creating a false God. And it's important to look back at the context. In chapter 19, verse 10, Jeremiah goes and he takes a jar that was made, a clay jar, and he goes to the gate where there's lots of people coming in and out of the city, and he says, this is what Yahweh of armies says. I will shatter these people in this city the same way one shatters a potter's jar, and he threw the jar and shattered it. And as harsh as that sounds, again, it's the kindness of God to warn the people, to give them a mental picture saying, this is what is going to happen to you if you don't 
leave if you don't change, if you don't return to your maker. So the people are without excuse. Well, Jeremiah, he says, God, you deceived me. Whenever I speak out, I, I cry out. I proclaim violence and destruction. And I am disgraced and derided because of the word of God. And so I say to myself, I won't mention him or speak any longer of this God, but his message becomes a fire burning in my heart, shut up in my bones. I've become tired of holding it in. I cannot prevail. The people all around me are saying, report him, let's report him. Report him for what? In this day and age, they would report him for hate speech. For relaying the message of a loving God who says, what you think is making you happy is bringing you to your ruin. You were not made for this world. This world was made for you. And this world will leave you empty. Please, please, people, turn from the love of this world and all that this world promises you that is a lie. You will not be happy. Please, people, turn. And so Jeremiah is just broken. He has nothing. And he goes on in verse 13, he has to begin preaching to himself as David did often in the Psalms. David used to say, why are you downcast, O my soul? Sing to him, sing praises to Yahweh. And in the same way, Jeremiah here says, sing to Yahweh, praise Yahweh. And it's a reminder that the only answer to distress and loneliness and fear and danger and this feeling of being despondent like there's no hope i just can't go on the only cure for that is to praise the one who created us and everything around us as we praise him as we shift our focus from our own issues from our own woes from our own troubles and we shift our focus to the creator of all things who is worthy of all praise and honor and glory. As we shift our focus to him and we make much of him, as we lift him up on our praises, he, my friends, pulls us out of the miry pit that we find ourselves in. By praising him in spirit and in truth, our gaze is lifted, our hopes are renewed. The things that we long for are changed and we're restored to a proper perspective. And then in chapter 21, King Zedekiah 
Jeremiah says to the messengers, this is what you are to say to Zedekiah. God says, I myself will fight against you. And tell the people, by the way, all the way down in verse 9, whoever stays in this city will die, but whoever goes out and surrenders will live and will retain his life. Again, God's people are being given a choice, which is really grace. You can hide in your sin in this city and die, or you can give yourself up, humble yourself, and live. And it's the same way in the spiritual as it was for these people. In the physical, and I believe that's why God has it written this way, so that we can see and learn and be reminded that if we hold on to our sin, if we try to ride it out, going to press on and hold on and make it through this storm that was caused by my sin, then I can just keep going. God says, no, you must humble yourself. You must come out from where you're hiding and be changed. I will accept you as who you are and where you are, but you cannot stay where you are. And in chapter 22, we see this judgment against really all of these kings of Judah. This is what Yahweh says in verse 3, administer justice and righteousness, rescue the victim. Don't exploit the resident alien, the legal immigrant. Don't exploit or brutalize the fatherless or the widow. Don't shed innocent blood. And it's a reminder that all of the things these kings and those peoples were guilty of, the idol worship, the mistreatment of the most vulnerable in society, those sins always go hand in hand and are juxtaposed against the greatest commandment and the second greatest commandment. Love Yahweh your God and love your neighbor as yourself. These two sum up the law and the prophets. And it's a reminder that when God is pouring out wrath, it's not because he's this vain, selfish, intergalactic being who has nothing better to do. It's because when we sin, we hurt people. When we love money, we take it from others. We take advantage of others. When we love ourselves, we don't regard the feelings and the needs of others. And when you help people who are unable to do anything for you, the orphan and the widow and those like them, the poor and the needy among us, when you're helping them, Jesus says you're doing it unto me. May God bless you as you seek him and as you serve the most needy among us. See you tomorrow.